Ah, humbug. Oh, no, he's back. Wait, what kind of bug? A humbug. Oh, did those are those local to Oregon, Kyle? No, they're what you put in your you're in your last paw. Oh, humbuggers. Humbuggers. <laughs> okay. That's good. Yeah. Uh guys, it's Christmas once again. It's <laughs> Kylan, what has happened since the last Christmas episode? I thought we I don't know, that man. on a I lost... happy note. I know. Well, this is the sequel to our Amy Grant Christmas episode. It sure is, and, buddy. You know, I think at the end of that episode, I think TJ had convinced me to have some Christmas cheer. Triumphantly. And I'm still proud of that. My heart grew three sizes that day. It sure did. <laughs> but I was also holding my tiny newborn baby in my arms while we recorded that episode late what at night. What more could you want, you know? Nothing says home for the holidays. The Christmas tree was lit up, and since then, it's just like, I've had to pay taxes. <laughs> yeah, I've that's that's how that works. Like, I've had to do a lot of things, and that Christmas cheer is gone. I had, you know, there have been so many poopy diapers between that episode and now. I've just... I've, You're saying the cheer from that one episode two years ago hasn't lasted you? The shine's rubbed off, baby. Oh, man. What are we going to do, TJ? You know what? I think we have to call a very special Christmas spirit. We have to call upon the powers. Santa Claus. Close. Very Jack close. Jack Frost. No. Rudolph. Uh... You know, equally cheerful and uh, bright and frosty, talented. No, Vixen. not frosty. <laughs> Don definitely not Vixen. No, <laughs> screw that guy. Blitzen. No, it's Sufjan Stevens, y'all. I'm not familiar. I don't remember him in the song. Yeah, Donner, Blitzen, Sufjan, Sufjan, the Red Nose Stevens had a very folksy tune. That's beautiful. That's good. And That's very good. You ever heard it? So, what are we covering today? For people that can't read <laughs> the episode description, we're going to talk all about peace, which is volume five of Sufjan Stevens' amazing collection, "Songs for Christmas," volumes one through five. So, can you explain to me real quick why we're doing five and not one? Uh, because I love you, and I'll get into more about that later. But okay. just trust that it's because I love you. Okay, I can do that. That's an easy ask. Yeah, I'm I'm sparing <laughs> you in a sense. Cool. Uh, welcome to Church Jams Now. This is the podcast where three former youth group kids and current music nerds do a deep dive on Christian music from the 90s and 2000s. I am, of course, your co-host and resident Christmas grump, Kylan Savage. Is this the longest it's taken us to get to the intro of the show? <laughs> I didn't even realize we didn't do it. Uh, we just went right <laughs> I into didn't either. It. I, I just, it, it hit me after about, what, we've been recording for five minutes, 15 seconds. Uh, with me, as always, is my favorite beautiful, magical Christmas elf, TJ Smith. Bill Murray Christmas, y'all. It's TJ. What's up? And, of course, our frosty little producer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of Christmas things and it's really hard because a peek behind the pop filter we're recording this part in october <laughs> so i just got done watching a movie called bay of blood and now we're gonna 
Our Halloween episode aired today. <laughs> Tis the season. Yes. A lot of holiday whiplash that we're experiencing. Our right our our frosty little producer, Josh Olson. <laughs> hey guys. Which okay, aside real quick, have y'all ever done like well, you've talked about kind of being a part of like a Christmas play, but like for recording like a Christmas album or a Christmas song, it's like you have to do that. People are probably recording those albums in like the summertime, right? That's gotta be so weird. Yeah. It was weird doing it. I think I talked about that in my origin story episode. Yes. It's mm-hmm. on our Patreon. Check that out, people, by the way. Doing the Fort Lauderdale, First Baptist Church, Fort Lauderdale Christmas pageant where we would start rehearsals in August. You also talked about that on our Amy Grant episode, our last Christmas episode. I did. Go back and listen to that. Yep. And <laughs> it's like, it's really, it, it is very strange because there's a lot of cognitive dissonance, a lot of jump, mental jumping jacks that you have to do to try to get in the spirit of the season in August August or yeah. even October or like October yeah <laughs> but we're doing it y'all we, we are doing are. it well this is going to be kind of a cool episode because you know we've had some episodes where I take the reins I feel like that's happened a lot recently I'm just taking over and Kylan's kind of led things but this is going to be a fun one because I think this is going to be a TJ led episode at least for the part A can you tell Indeed. us why TJ yeah, I mean, I guess, um, you know, as our listeners know, Kylan's kind of a, a Christmas Grinch. Josh, I know you've you've got some Christmas spirit in you and you've got yeah. some some albums that you're excited to cover that are holiday themed albums. But we were talking about it and I threw out the idea of covering this volume five piece by Sufjan because I'm just a big Sufjan nut. I'm a I'm a Sufi head. Is that the official term of Sufjan Stevens fan? Yeah, there, there's a Reddit out there. Don't don't search for that, y'all. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm excited to uh, to kind of dig into this. He's just a he's just a fun musician that I appreciate because he kind of toes the line between the Christian music world and the mainstream music world in a really unique way. So. Yeah, I brought this up and I was like, let's let's get kind of folksy this Christmas. And I was excited about it because I think it was either this or Toby Mac's Christmas. <laughs> so. Lesser of two evils. They're so um, similar, though. I just I could have gone either way. It was it was a really tough call. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm. You know what? I'm excited. I'm I'm not a big Sufjan fan, but I say that I'm not incredibly familiar. He's one of those guys that like I've attempted to get into Mm -hmm. over the years for various reasons. Maybe, you know, to to renew my hipster card or whatever. I'm like, (laughs) I feel like I have to be into Sufjan Stevens. Got to at least have some talking points on the new Sufjan record whenever it drops. (laughs) Mm-hmm. It's just never he's it's just never really done it for me. There there have been some really but there's been some really interesting stuff that I found within his music. And I think that he is interesting enough that because guys, I really, really, really dislike Christmas music. <laughs> so I'm truly hoping that he's gonna do some things that are interesting enough to potentially get me to like some Christmas music. Yeah. And I really think there will be some redeeming qualities on on this EP that we're going to cover for you specifically, Kylan. And at least I hope so, because he really is one of those artists that helped me like Christmas music because of his unique take on it. Like it is entirely because of his sort of originality and the, the efforts that he's put into creating good modern Christmas music 
um, that doesn't feel like a rehash uh, feels unique. Cool. Because that that's ultimately my biggest problem with Christmas music is like sure. there are only like five Christmas songs. Yeah, we're all overexposed. <laughs> and two of them talk about figgy pudding. So like lyric, like lyrical <laughs> content is wanting yes <laughs> and so it's really up to like musical composition to make something and that's a big deal coming from the vibe guy yeah right like if you're complaining about the the sort of pedantic boring lyrics then we've got a problem and i agree <laughs> with you wholeheartedly that's true yeah wow but it's the same like five or six songs that you hear from like november 1st to january 1st every single year for it's over true. three decades i'm just true. like <laughs> what are we doing I'm, I'm over it it's like you know i i like popcorn okay mm-hmm. but if i was force-fed popcorn at every store that I went to for three months out of the year, I would say fuck popcorn. Yeah, but you're only eating popcorn for <laughs> two, three months every year, and then then. But then I don't. But that's the thing about popcorn a, is like to the next is, year. is 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 you don't need it. You don't need your popcorn consumption for the year, like concentrated down into a specific time frame. You get popcorn when you get popcorn, right? <laughs> In little can we, can we drive this analogy the span of the into the ground anymore? <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Uh, when it pops, it, no, <laughs> a peek behind the popcorn filter. Oh. <laughs> Losing my mind. Well, TJ, I would love to hear some uh, facts about this record. What? 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 We should put we should put a record scratch in there. Josh, you're not gonna yeah. you're not gonna lead us in the research, guys. What's let me this? tell you, Josh, asking for research from I have prepared else? absolutely zero research for this episode. This is that all is done. I know it's it feels really weird. I feel very unprepared, yet also at the same time very excited for what TJ has that he's going to tell us. Josh, this yeah. is how TJ and I feel every episode. It's true. It's isn't it nice? How did, isn't it great? Isn't it's it really nice? nice? Yeah. <laughs> To just coast and listen. To just like coast. Learn. Well, don't worry, guys. I got you covered. I did research. Yeah, I was going to say, no, before I, I get to anything, <laughs> oh, Kyle's yeah. got some stuff he wanted to share, I think. You know, Josh, you do so much work with research on this podcast. That's true. And, you know, I I worry that... Because, okay, people that are music nerds are like music nerds. And, you know, I, I do want to just say on the record... Like, we are just people. We're just dudes that have jobs and families and stuff. So every now and then, we might miss some, like, some facts. Wait, do you are you saying <laughs> we're, we're, like, fallible and not omniscient and we could get things wrong? We're not renowned music critics? <laughs> this is news to me. I know. Well, it's news to a lot of people, apparently. No, it's news to some people. And, and the thing is, honestly, I'm super happy that, like, we have listeners that care about this stuff as much and in a lot of cases from the bottom of more a lot more than we do (laughs) that's for sure yeah definitely but keep us honest y'all out there yes yes um i'm not saying this this sounds really because i don't want this to come across as defensive because honestly i really do truly enjoy like people engaging with the podcast you're just a salty dog kylan that's all you are i know i know we love you for that uh so i've decided to do in response, my own, I'm thinking maybe we do a segment where before Josh or TJ gives the real research, I will tell you guys what I 
think the research is <laughs> so we can get all the wrong facts out of the way. Yeah. And who knows? You might be right. Exactly. Yeah. Could this, could, this could be a fun game. If I get, yeah. you know, if I get all the facts right, then we'll get you, you know, a pizza party. <laughs> I get a pizza party. <laughs> I get a personal pan pizza. The ultimate <laughs> victory. Uh, yeah. So this is, uh, you know, we're covering the album Peace by uh, Sufjan Stevens. This album came out in 2002. And it is the fifth in a series of 10 uh, Christmas and holiday themed albums. There's Peace, Love, uh, Joy, Christmas, Time, uh, Hot Cocoa. I'm thinking Christmas. No, no, no. You're not doing this. This is my research, my dude. Uh, Tinsel Time. So time uh, and then tinsel time. <laughs> Two versions of time. Is one spelled T-H-Y-M-E? I don't know. You tell me. Sufjan Stevens is your guy. Uh, <laughs> Rosemary, <laughs> Parsley, and Sage. All right, Garfunkel. Um, yeah. But wait, what was it? Didn't you have some other fact about a, 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 a business venture? I got tons of facts, man. I got I got all the facts. Anything you want to know? Just, what do you want to know? There was one you shared with us recently. Sufjan Stevens. Oh, oh yeah. How, yeah, this this Christmas album inspired Sufjan Stevens to create a line of decorative jellies. Yeah. And the business is called Suf Jim Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> I was really excited to hear about that. I yeah. can't wait to try them. I know. They're very good. They're <laughs> So the names of them are... I can't wait for the tinsel, tinsel. <laughs> Sugar plum? I want tinsel the tinsel time. time flavor. Tinsel time. Rosemary. Ginger bop. Sage. Parsley. <laughs> hot cocoa. Simon. Uh, Garfunkel. Cinnamon and Garfunkel. That's a good band name. <laughs> that is a good one. Cinnamon and Garfunkel. That's yeah. Um, okay. How, how on track am I so far? Oh, you're nailing it, man. Okay. He is from Chicago, mm. and uh, he came out with an album called Come On, Feel the Illinois. But fun fact, the state of Illinois, the S is silent. I think that's true. I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm two for two. I don't even need to do the rest of my research like you. Right. Have. No, I got it all. He's won six Grammys. And four Emmys. Uh, wow. <laughs> Prolific. He's going yeah. for the... Uh, what a what diverse career. The EGOT. The EGOT. He's going yeah. for the EGOT. Yeah. Yep. He's been Amazing. nominated for an Oscar. Uh, he knows four Tonys. So. He knows four Tonys. <laughs> it's, this, it's the Sufi version of an e- mm-hmm. the EGOT. No, the, the T is for the time and the tinsel time. The tinsel time. <laughs> EGOT. EGOT. Tinsel time. All right, tell us the real research. How did wait? How did right, I do? Scoot over, Kylan. Scoot over. How did I do? Did I did I get anything right? You did great. You did get some things right. Honestly, have an honestly, album is there an album Illinois. called Love? Uh, I do think there Joy? is. Joy. I can't remember all of them. It's the like, Christmas ones. I bet yeah. I got some of those right. You did. I think you did actually. I can't remember parsley. all the names, but definitely parsley. That's for sure. No, that was awesome, man. Um, and now, and now I'm going to uh, shamelessly read 
uh, some entries from Wikipedia, combined with other research that I've done and just my own dang opinion. So get ready, y'all, for for a, a, a mix and match. That's perfect. Partially, this is your this is your Sufjan Stevens dissertation. Sure, let's it, call it that. My suf my sufertation. Yes. Um, Thank you for that. So, <laughs> welcome to Suf Jams now. Suf Jams now, baby. <laughs> Um, we've got to do an, uh, some kind of artwork <laughs> soup jams now, with all the different jellies. Of course. So, yeah, Sufjan Stevens, man, he is an American singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist. He was born July 1st, 1975. Uh, and, and I, fun fact, I pronounced his name for the longest time, Sufjan. Sufjan Stevens. Sufjan, Sufjan. As a kid, I thought that was right. And I would even get into arguments of, with people about it. I was that kid. That was really annoying. You would have hated me in high school. But it is Sufjan. And he has released nine solo studio albums and multiple collaborative albums with, with other artists. He has received Grammy and Academy Award nominations, Kylan. So I said an Oscar nomination. I sure said that. Did. Look at me, man. I'm getting all the facts. <laughs> you, you're, you're, you're so close. Um, a lot closer than a lot of people would be. Honestly. Does it say how many Tonys he knows? Well. Is he from <laughs> Chicago? No facts about Tonys. Uh, no. Is he um, from Michigan? He, he, yeah, he uh, was born in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, he for sure knows a Tony. He's got to know at least <laughs> one. Um, and a guy named Tinsel Time. So <laughs> his debut album, A Sun Came, was released in the year 2000 on Asthmatic Kitty label, uh, which he co-founded with his stepfather, Lowell Brahms whose name you may recognize from Sufjan's more recent yes. album, Carrie and Lowell. Mm -hmm. I do like that album. We'll get into that. Great album. Um, yeah, so those are the names of his mother and his stepfather that he co-founded Asthmatic Kitty with. He has uh, received wide recognition for his 2005 album, Illinois, or as some refer to it, Come On, Feel the Illinois, which hit number one on Billboard Top Heat Seekers chart and for the popular single Chicago from that album. Which is probably why, Kylan, you thought he might be from Chicago. Yeah, that makes sense. Your your breakout song is going to be the song about your hometown, right? Of course. That song is referenced in a Snow Patrol song, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what? in fact, he's yes. he's he is on that album. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Fun fact. Another fun fact: he was going to do an album on all fifty states, but decided to only do the best ones. And you shot right through like half a paragraph that I had here. Oh, I'm sorry. You can cut it's it. Okay. He's also known somewhat notoriously as an artist who made the ambitious claim that following his albums, Michigan and Illinois, he would go on to release an album for every state. There were many rumors about Sufjan's 50 States project buzzing on the blogosphere for a while until it became clear sometime around the end of the 2010s that that was all just a bombastic PR stunt. And he never truly had the intention of completing the 50 state themed albums. But the stunt worked. It sure did, man. Really? He, so he never intended it. to do it? That's that's the uh, widely accepted theory. Okay. He's, he's kind of said multiple things, but that's because that's I've, the thing I that always got the vibe that it was just think. like the way that I'm like, yeah, guys, I'm coming out with three albums this year. Right. And you're like, yeah, okay. Honestly, <laughs> I feel like he would be saving forget. face to say that it was a stunt. Mm -hmm. So it could be that he's lying about it even being a stunt and he's just right. hiding behind that like because he was was actually going to do it, but he didn't wasn't able to. It's got to be Who hard knows? because how can you write oh, an yeah. album's worth 
of material about well and illinois has like 25 songs on it too yeah it's like he doesn't just write 10 songs he writes 20 something yeah he like goes hard like there's not that much to say about rhode island del yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly and like it'd be tough to sing a lot of songs without getting too salty about certain state histories so (laughs) i can see how that would like wear on you emotionally and you'd be like eh, never mind (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, but all that to say is no wonder millennials have trust issues. Ah, uh, at least for me, though, it was hard to stay mad when he gave us so much incredible music, including the weird, wonderful collection of folk, alt folk Christmas music that we're going to talk about today. Peace. Peace is right. the fifth and See final volume. See you, man. Peace. Uh, Mon frere. Peace <laughs> is the fifth and final volume of a box set collection called Songs for Christmas often stylized as Sufjan Stevens Presents Songs for Christmas. Um, This box set of five separate EPs of Christmas-related songs and carols was recorded by Stevens between 2001 and 2006. Each EP had been recorded and given as gifts to friends and family of Stevens each year during that period, except for in 2004 when he was too busy recording the Illinois album. So he's doing these like sweet little in like unique individual little Christmas album gifts. I love it. Like as a concept, that's just like the coolest thing. It's like such a sweet way to kind of thoughtfully create music, but give like a, a very heartfelt gift to people that you care. I about. get it, dude. I've given Pretty so cool. many songs as gifts, especially yeah. when I don't have any money. Like I wrote a song for my wife for our wedding and then for our second anniversary we didn't have any money so I wrote her a song. So like I best. get that like as a as a musician it's a it's a pro tip it's a great cost cutting measure. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't mean it's not from the heart or thought. Exactly. No 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 yeah that which that is was great. A, li- a little tongue in cheek but yeah it's it that yeah that's super cool. Yeah so the first 3 EPs had already been available on uh, Sufjan Stevens-related fan sites for several years. But then Songs for Christmas... Songs for Christmas is the first official release of these EPs, and that dropped on November 21st, 2006. Most of the tracks are versions of traditional Christmas songs with a number of original compositions, such as Sister Winter and Star of Wonder, thrown in the mix. Sufjan has developed a reputation for being a Christian, and many of the songs he chose for inclusion on Songs for Christmas are religious in nature, including his original compositions. The box set includes a poster of Sufjan Stevens, an animated short for the song Put the Lights on the Tree by Tom Eaton, an essay by Rick Moody, two original short stories by Stevens, stickers, comics, and a sing-along book for all five discs. So he really mm. pulled out all the stops. So it's like a Criterion set. release. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Sufjan Criterion. It's even got like chord charts, right? Like, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Some, like, sheet music. It's cool. I, I wish more artists did that. I agree. During his international tour in the later half of 2006, he regularly performed the original song, That Was the Worst Christmas Ever, while releasing inflatable Santas into the audience, just for fun. Mm. Um, Songs for Christmas was generally well re- well received by music critics. Uh, I don't know that it charted or anything like that. Um, but then Stevens did release a follow up, Silver and Gold, Songs for Christmas, volumes six through ten. So again, Kylan, you weren't wrong when you said ten total volumes. 
you actually nailed it. He does have 10 total volumes. It's in two parts, one through five that we're wow. going to talk about the fifth one. Guys, and then I'm so six smart. Through 10. I know You're so, so smart, man. St- I know so much stuff. You did it. <laughs> so proud of you. Um, and that released in November 2012, uh, which is kind of interesting. There's some symmetry there. The first one was, you know, the first set released in November of 06. And then the next one released in November of 2012. I'll be honest and say that even though I did end up buying the box set and it is glorious. Um, before it existed, I tracked down and pirated versions of songs from volumes four and five because the first three were available on fan sites, but you had to go looking for the other songs. And I, I definitely burned some CDs of those songs that I found floating in backwater corners of the indie folk blogosphere. I cherish those things. Indie folk blogosphere. Yeah, Dude, right. okay, you know, that, there, there's something to be said about songs that you found. There is. And... It takes some work to find, yeah. And, mm-hmm. like, yeah, got through maybe illicit beans on the internet yeah. in the mid-2000s, man. There's sort of a, a badge of honor mm-hmm. that comes with it, even though you're also kind of like, this was shady. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I feel like it's okay because, it. yeah, because, like, if it was widely available, you would have bought it from and the I artist. And I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so. But at the time, it was like this I feel like it's not thing. a moral thing, though, because, like, well, if, you had it for sale, I would have bought it. So I had to go through shady means to get it. Right. Just because I love your music so dang exactly. much. Exactly. And yeah, I've got warm, fuzzy memories of listening to those burn CDs over and over as I drove around my tiny Texas town. Yeah. When, around when are Christmas we talking, time. TJ? Like, when were you listening to this? Uh, this would have been like, I mean, I I had found the, the first three by, I think, like, 03 um, or 04, maybe. And then, like, 0506. I think I didn't know that the box set existed. I think I bought the box set in like 2007, but I found the, the pirated versions of the tracks um, in like 0506. Okay, so, so around, around the time, the time they were that coming this is coming out, yeah, yeah. So you're right. pretty current, right? Very nice. And I really felt like uh, it was almost like Sufia deigned to personally bestow upon me a secret music Christmas gift, and I. I, I was really, I don't know, it, it it helped redeem Christmas for me at a time when I was starting to get a little Christmas music fatigue, like you often talk about, cool. Kylan. So this album, this EP and, and the box set and, and then later the, the silver and gold box set, 6 through 10, are all really kind of near and dear to my heart as far as Christmas music goes. I I stack my Christmas music listening very full of this um, both of okay. these discographies to help kind of like deal with the Christmas music fatigue overall. Right. So is this album basically like your first within the CJN discography? Like, is this your equivalent to Jets to Brazil, Orange Rhyming Dictionary for me, or Fireproof for Josh, where you're going to be so... <laughs> offended and our friendship is going to suffer if we don't like it in the sense that it's an album that i really like and believe in i would agree with your assessment but i'm not going to be mad regardless of how y'all feel about it i really want you to like it but i it's sort of i'm sort of insulated somehow i've decided that like it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks right yeah yeah i mean i I was i was but i want y'all to love it obviously and that's why i brought it you you want to you want my heart to grow. You want? I do, man. You, you want this to break through 
the sheets of ice that surround my Christmas grump heart. I want to yeah, see man. you cutting the roast beast on Christmas Day. <laughs> That's right. Delivering I want roast to all beast the who's so in Whoville. Mm-hmm. I also have uh, a story about he went on a tour in support of the silver and gold release in 2012, but he played songs from all 10 volumes um, as well as from his standard discography. And I just wanted to tell you all about it. Cause I think you're going to really appreciate this, especially the title of this tour in 2012. He went on a tour called the surf John Stevens Christmas sing along seasonal affective disorder, Yuletide disaster pageant on ice. I love that. That makes that, that <laughs> seems very on brand for Sufjan. I love it. That's very good. This was a top 10 show for me, like of really? all time, not just Where like you see a Christmas event at the Granada in Dallas. Oh, nice. It That's was amazing. Yeah, it's a good place for it. It was easily one of the best shows I've ever been to. He had a gigantic band on stage. Let me just paint this picture for you. Uh, many of the band members dressed as different holiday characters. They threw like out Blitzen. inflatable Santas. Yeah, especially Blitzen. Blitzen, Jack Frost, Parsley. Just- just that. Mr. Tinseltime. Mr. Tinseltime, for sure. He was there. Tony. Was Tony there? <laughs> Tony was there. The one of the Tony's. four. Christmas Tony. <laughs> they, they meet every year for Sufjan's <laughs> concerts. But they did throw out inflatable Santas, just like uh, I mentioned in my That's fun. Uh, spiel about when he played the Christmas song on his other tour. And he played a, a dynamic set of 30 songs. A lot. Including a delightful gimmick that they called The Wheel of christmas it's exactly what you think it's a giant wheel it's like a wheel of fortune riff and they just spin it it's got a bunch of different of the christmas songs that he has on his collections and they would just play whichever one they landed on unless they landed on one twice obviously but they'd like play through the whole wheel basically i love that more That's bands cool. should do that i agree like bands that have massive discographies like yes. i would love to go see you two and they just, just have a, a wheel. giant wheel on stage <laughs> where they're just like, fuck it, we're going to play Where the Streets Have No Name. Yep. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, it's the third song from Rattle and Hum. Well, that's the wheel. I would love that. Yeah, it, it's like a really like w- weirdly balanced way to make a set. Yeah, yeah just, that's cool. You're just like leaving it up to the universe to decide. And every time they went to the wheel, they'd be like, now it's time to go to the... Wheel of Chris and the whole crowd is just like yelling oh, super it. Fun. Well, and that'd be a great way because like everyone at shows is always just like yelling at the songs that they want to hear. But you could be right. like, "Hey, the wheel decides." The I wheel decides. Can't say <laughs> like, exactly. It's so like egalita- egalitarian in that way. Yeah. Um. So they they would like play songs from you know his normal discography and then they do a wheel of Christmas thing. Um. And man, like they packed that that set full of some amazing tracks and, and all the Christmas songs too were sing-along style. So everybody's singing in the crowd. It was like really cathartic. It was just like this kind of communal thing because it's not a church service. It's not a Christmas pageant. It's a fucking rock concert, but it's like, we're all there kind of like together. It was just right. a beautiful moment for me. So I think that's why it stuck out as this kind of big show. Um, there were reindeer, there were elves, there were Jolly Santas, there were Tony's. 
Um, there were elaborate all the Christmas classics and decorations, <laughs> and there was beer. And at the end of the ma- at the end of the show, the magical Christmas unicorn arrived, Sufjan himself, himself, and he brought a finale full of holiday glee, dancing, streamers, confetti, just a little debauchery and glitter. So much damn just a glitter, debauchery, <laughs> debauchery. <laughs> just a little bit that in there. It was the Granada. There were a lot of people making out. That's all I'm saying. In the balcony. Yeah, I get it. Um, <laughs> it was bananas, and it will always be a fun memory that gives me warm Yuletide fuzzies. That's rad. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, Kylan, I picked this one because of the five, it's my favorite. I also picked it because I thought you would appreciate it because it has the most original songs. It doesn't okay. have as many like just, you know, traditional like new new takes on a traditional Christmas song. There are those, but even the ones that are on this, I think, are a little different. How many figgy pudding references are there? Uh, you can give me a range. I don't think there's a one, to All be right. honest. All right. I got to say, yeah, that's, I, a, that's just, a negative to, for me. I'm trying to gather <laughs> oh, as no. much information as possible. But I'm losing Josh. Yeah. That's fine. That's how it works. When there's three people, you know, it's always a little out of, out of balance. Yep. So for people that do want to listen along, do you want to go through um, the tracks that are on this one? So people, if they go to like the songs for Christmas, yeah, uh, they know where to start. Or right. you can follow us on Spotify because we're going to build this out in its own little individual playlist. There you go. You can find our playlist. Version. But yeah, go, go ahead and, uh, and and talk us through the track list. So it starts with a song called Once in Royal David City. Is that a okay. Christmas song you're familiar with, Kylan? Yeah, that was my favorite Christmas song as a kid. Right. <laughs> it wasn't one I knew at all until Super. No, I don't know it. I don't know it at all. Um, but apparently it is like a traditional Christmas tune oh, from weird. way back when. And that's what I appreciate about him, too, is even the traditional songs that he's chosen are like obscure ones. So they're not ones that you hear that's a million cool. times. You know what? I think that song might have been uh, featured in the first uh, Scarlet Pimpernel novel. <laughs> I'm sure it was. The Christmas feels, edition. That feels correct. <laughs> Scarlet Pimpernel's Christmas adventure. The Scarlet Pimpernel versus Mr. Tinseltime. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the track list for Volume 5 starts once in a royal in Royal David City. So anyone following along can start with once in Royal David City. Check it out. Perfect. All right. Uh, so, guys, comes down to it. Church Jam's now Christmas edition. F- are we going to flop or bop this baby? It's obviously going to be a Stone Cold bop for me. So I'm really curious for sure. as to what y'all think you're going to decide. I'm very curious to what Kylan's going to decide. Are you? You never Is know anyone? with him. You never know. It's true. You never yeah, know. Josh, you go first. I got to think through it. <laughs> I got to process all the information. Okay. Yeah. All what right. What do you think, Josh? How you what feeling? I'm thinking here... I have a little exposure to Sufjan. I got a little bit into Come On Philly, Illinois. That's really the only record I've listened to from him. Okay. Um, I liked a couple songs from it, and I've listened to some of his stuff here and there. I'm not a big Sufjan fan. I really respect what he's doing, but mm-hmm. it's just not like in that genre of music that I normally find myself in. But I do think coming at this for with a Christmas angle is going to help because... I think I'm going to really enjoy kind of the fresh takes on some of the Christmas stuff, some things I've never heard before. And just, I feel like he's not going to do anything like he'll do things that are gimmicky to him, but not like in a Christmas music gimmicky way. Right. Right. So 
Like, it's not just like a regular composition, but add jingle bells to it. Exactly. Yeah. It's going to be very <laughs> Sufjan. And I think that's going to be refreshing for some Christmas music. So, yeah. Okay. Normally, yeah. I wouldn't know where I would land for a Sufjan record, but for Christmas, you know, I think I'm feeling the spirit. I'm frosty and I'm ready for some figgy pudding in Royal David City. So, I'll right. chalk me up for and a that's bop. That's All a right. Prediction. Okay. It's going to be tinsel time for Josh. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Um, you know, the, okay. I love when you start that way. Where you like, <laughs> Do you? you say, yeah. I hear the confliction. You sigh. You say another thing. You sigh. Here's okay. the thing. Right. Here's the thing, guys. Yeah. If you're Classic playing Kyle church hymns now, bingo. Okay. So, I'm going to predict a flop for me personally. Um, it's okay that you're wrong. The Another reason Christmas that's turnaround. fine. I'm I'm okay. I'm, I'm kidding, we'll, we'll man. See. I'm kidding. I'm. You know what? Tell I'm me. hoping. I'm. I'm hoping for a Christmas miracle. But okay. Ultimately, uh, my biggest problem with a lot of Christmas music kind of intersects with a lot of my problems with Sufjan Stevens. Uh, in that, I don't do particularly well with very mid-tempo music. Mm. I'm either, like, for my ADD brain, I respond very well to very high energy or bring it way down, but big. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. Um, But the very kind of, like, let's chill out, you know, like, 80 to 100 beats per minute kind of thing... I tend to get very bored, uh, and that's, that's like a fair. lot of a lot of kind of like slower Christmas music is that, and then I feel like a lot of Sufjan stuff. I I feel like that's part of why I haven't necessarily connected to it. Right. I am very excited to be proven wrong, but for the sake of dramatic tension, if nothing else, I'm gonna predict a flop, y'all. You know, if this is a Hallmark movie, <laughs> that I'm like I am the I am the you're the corporate evil anti Christmas executive. Christmas yeah. Eve. <laughs> yeah. It's all about the bottom line. And the bottom right, line it's is like, I don't do mid tempo songs. Right. We got to build more bah humbuggers for our guitars. Like, just, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say flop, man, but I'm really hoping to be proven wrong. We yeah. will see. I think, I, I think there's going to be at least two or three Soof Jams on this EP for you. But okay. You, you know Can what? I, but that, that's part of the I'm thing, too, is it. it's, it's an Even EP. Even if you flop this thing. So I can't make it an EP that I would bop. I guess I could. I could I make it a single? Is it an EP? It's 10 well, tracks. It's it's weird. It is, it's 10 tracks, so it's kind of weird, but they call they have always referred to each uh, volume as an EP. I think it's 10 so tracks it's like, in like 35 minutes. They call them an EP. So it's, I'd say oh, it's, it's only 35 minutes? Oh, this is going to be a bop. That's fine. I yeah. got 35 minutes right, to spare. Are you changing? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um, but he's more on the fence now. I think that's I'm still here. saying I'm still saying Step it's going right to be a direction. flop. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to take we'll a break. Listen, listen to, listen to some Sufjan Stevens. Eat some figgy pudding. Uh, call up a Tony if you know him. And yeah. when we get back, we will dive into Sufjan Tinsel Stevens' time. Tinsel Time EP. <laughs> no, to Sufjan Stevens. Peace. <laughs> Songs for Christmas. Hey, this is Josh. Just wanted to take a second to talk about the Church Jams Now Christmas theme that you're hearing. 
In addition to our usual contributions, we have two special guests on this track. Bethany Johnson, who you've heard on the Beautiful Letdown and Zoe Girl episodes, wonderfully played keys. And Caleb Rains threw down that nice jazzy guitar. I'm sure you'll hear from him on the podcast in the future. Just wanted to take a second and thank both of them for contributing to our theme song and making the show that much more Christmassy. Thanks, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Trivial Trivia. This is a segment where I share obscure and trivial information related to the album or artist we're discussing each episode. It's been a while since our last segment, so let's jump back in. You may know I have a propensity for talking about producers, but today we're going to talk about mastering engineers. A lot of Sufjan's recent music, such as The Ascension, Carrie and Lowell Live, and Tanya Harding have been mastered by T.W. Walsh. T.W. has been in the scene for quite a while. He famously played with Pedro the Lion back in the day. In Pedro's 2004 song, Bands with Managers, the song I Trust T. William Walsh and I'm Not Afraid to Die is directly about him. He has his own solo music, which you're hearing his latest single, Kaboom. He was involved in the indie supergroup Low Tom with Dave Bazan and Jason Martin. He currently contributes to Starfire 59. And most recently, he remixed the new Jimmy Eat World single, Place Your Debts. You know this was a great trivial trivia, since I got to mention Starflyer 59 and Jimmy Eat World. Love that for me. All I can say is, I trust T. William Walsh, and I'm not afraid to have him master any of my favorite artist's records. Well, that does it for this episode of Trivial Trivia. Let's get back to church jams now. Ho, 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 ho. Merry jams, miss. Hey, guys. Welcome back. It's been so long since we uh, did part A of this. Yeah, which I think was good. Yeah, I was not feeling particularly Christmassy when we did our part A. But look at me now. I'm wearing Christmas jammies. I got a Christmas cocktail. Our house is already decorated for Christmas. Whoa. Yeah. Man, I got some Christmas uh, T-Rex socks on right now. There you go. Nice. I got Bing hanging out with me. We're doing Christmas there over here. There you go. Hey, yeah. Bill Murray Christmas, guys. What? Bill Murray Christmas. I haven't watched it. What about it? His Christmas special? Have you seen it? Uh, yeah, but you just made a statement. You didn't ask a question. <laughs> I just wanted to wish you guys Bill Murray Christmas. That's all. Oh, okay. It's a specific kind of, of well-wish in regard to the holidays. Okay, that's good to know. And it's got... It, imbued within it there's like a a touch of curmudgeonry is that a word curmudgeonry it is now is now welcome to grammar jams now it's cj and (sighs) canon (laughs) so guys we're covering peace by sufjan stevens yes we we are we ready to just dive right in oh i'm ready let's do it all right track one once in royal david city It's a real tender kind of instrumental entry for this volume, um, which I kind of like because a lot of times when Christmas records start with that big, boisterous like horn section or something really big and loud, it for me it can kind of be overwhelming, and I'm like, all right, calm down, y'all. 
So I like that we have at least a little bit of like a tender, calm entry into Mm -hmm. this volume of songs. But yeah, it's nice. Yeah, I know we talked about in part A, none of us are really familiar with this song, but it's like an old traditional song. Right. I love the piano production on it. I do think, I think it's a great intro track. Yeah, me too. It kind of prepares it because it feels like Christmassy, but it's not something I think a lot of people are very familiar with. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good sort of like ease you in. Yeah, all the vibes, but none of the like, you know, tired same Christmas classics done to death. Right. I still didn't like look up the like actual song like with lyrics or with any vocals or something like that but and i'm like there's parts of like the melodies that i'm like oh do i recognize that but then it will like change i'm like maybe i don't like so mm-hmm. it has like that semi yuletide familiar feeling but i don't like i can't i'm like i don't play i can't place it right but i, I also I like really love intro track. yeah it's a great intro and i also really love mm-hmm. how toward the end things get a little bit messy it mm-hmm. feels kind of on purpose it's almost like a couple people are at the piano and one of them's like still learning and you've got like the pro and then you've got like the beginner. There's kind of that vibe of like, oh, oh you're a little off rhythmically, yeah, but yeah. it has this kind of communal feel. Yeah. It does feel like, like someone's playing this just in the living room. Exactly. Like in the corner where there's a piano during like a family Christmas event or something. It's the girl from uh, it's a wonderful life. She's practicing before the party. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, it. She's playing this song. That's yeah. it. Oh, I go. love that. That's great. All right, do we have anything else to say about it? It's a relatively straightforward little piano instrumental. Sweet, so let's move on to track number two, Get Behind Me, Santa. That's my favorite title. First, yes, that's like one Such of the greatest song, song titles title. of all time. <laughs> Great one. And so this good. song, Kylan, is the moment I was referring to that's just for you. What is? What's the moment? So this song is structured as a conversation between three groups. Did y'all know this? Have you read about this? I know the first two in the verses, but explain yes. it to me, TJ. So there's, so the first verse here we've got, um, I think... I think they refer to him as the Christmas curmudgeon. But wait, Kylan, isn't that you? Are you the Christmas curmudgeon? I am. So it's almost like you wrote this song. Like these verses. Almost. Can can I tell you what's in my you. notes real quick before you continue? Sure. I said, uh, I, I'll get to my other notes in a second, but I did write, I really like this song. I'm going to add it to my Christmas playlist. Psych, I don't have a Christmas playlist. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, sick burn, bro. <laughs> I do like this song a lot, though. All right, continue. What what else you got? So the verses are from the perspective of this Christmas curmudgeon. And, you know, he's just kind of, he's kind of conflicted. He's wrestling with this idea of, you know, can I get into the Christmas spirit or do I not feel it? You know, I think there's a part of all of us that that feels that way at this point in our lives. Like anybody that's, you know, in your your 20s, 30s, you might have a little bit of a, the Christmas might feel a little stale to you. Um, so he's, he's conflicted. And then the response, the next, uh, section comes from Santa and his busy, his busy body elves. And they're kind of responding like, Hey man, you're, you're struggling with this a little bit, but it's going to be okay. Like you can, you can have some Christmas spirit, but I just love the lyrics on this song. 
because the curmudgeon is like calling out Santa as like a, you know, like almost like a prowler. Like I think there's one point where he talks about sneaking into people's garages to try to give him gifts. Right. I like that he rhymes Santa Claus with garage. Garages. That's yeah. good. Yeah. It's <laughs> a great rhyme. And they respond back. Santa and the busybody elves are like, you know, you make it sound like Christmas is a four letter word. Like it's the worst thing ever. Um, but it's I a fact of line. life, whether you like it or not. So put your hands together and give it a shot. Yeah, it is a really good line. Like, I think we've all felt that way. And then mm-hmm. in the chorus, a third group joins. And this is the honky tonk Christmas choir. And it's kind of the, the, the refrain or the chorus. And they're saying, I hope that you take it to heart, boy. Boy being the Christmas curmudgeon. Because Christmas time ain't no clowning around. And if you think you got something to prove, boy, Santa Claus is coming to town. Which kind of sounds like a threat, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, it's but... a little threatening. It's a little Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's, I guess, a fun threat? I don't know. Because we all love to be threatened with a good time. Totally. I mean, that's the whole idea of Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Be good Be or Be good else. or get coal. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that he broke the song up into like three distinct perspectives. And I think that's something he does a lot in his songwriting and definitely something we'll see further down the, the pipe in this mm-hmm. uh, collection of songs. And the fact that he has like characters named within the song feels very Sufjan. Yeah. Yep. He loves theater. He's all about that theater. Yes, he is. But the... Uh, the build at the end where they just spell Christmas uh-huh. is like a lot of fun. It's really elementary school pageant esque, but I kind of love it. There's like, there's all these horns. I don't know. It just gets chaotic and fun. Yeah. Production wise, I love the like spacey organ, that yeah. organ walk up that keeps happening. Yeah. It's a blast. And yeah, this all makes so much sense for this to be like a TJ favorite. Yeah. It's got yeah. like guilty. Everything. Everything you love, man. <laughs> it's like really weird psychedelic production. Uh-huh. You've got the differing pers- the Rashomon differing perspectives and the right. theatrics of it. Like yeah, it all makes total sense. And then there's like a big joyous like gang vocal outro mm-hmm. that just gets big and weird and fun. Yeah. Yeah, you talk a lot about your your songwriting, um, what is it, bingo or yeah, mm-hmm. Kylan Savage songwriting bingo, yeah, yeah. So like this, this one checks all my boxes for sure. <laughs> yep, I like this one a lot. I did have a problem with like the chorus and because like this one feels like a home recording. Like, I feel like as most Sufjan stuff was probably around this time. It'd oh be yeah, very DIY. But, like, I like all the rest of the song, but for some reason, the way the chorus comes in, it, like, doesn't hit the way that I want it to. It's It's jarring. It almost feels like it's in a different key. Yeah, but even, like, Mm. the drum hit, like, it doesn't, there's not a hit on the one, which I want to be, like, a boom, we're in the chorus now, like, so that, every time the chorus happens, it just, like, doesn't land with me. Mm -hmm. I like the rest of the song, but the chorus jars me a little bit. I get that. And it's a bummer, because I like the rest of the song a lot. Uh, yeah, I totally get what you mean. Like the timing of the chorus does feel like the hits are like later. There's not quite as much like oomph behind it instrumentally. Yeah, not a lot of low end be. happening because I was like, I was like, is there right. even a kick on this song? <laughs> yeah, there's no telling. There's lots of claps. We know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kick? Who needs a kick when you got claps? <laughs> <laughs> 
Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas, y'all. All All right, we got anything else about Get Behind Me, Santa? Nope. Great title. It's a good song. Yeah, it's fun. How many thumbs, TJ? You do thumbs for this album? Ten thumbs. Ten thumbs. Wow, you're just throwing the system right out the window. (laughs) It's Christmas, man. I'm feeling generous. (laughs) It's Christmas. Fuck it. Ten thumbs. All right. I guess I'm I'm bringing some Kylan energy to this episode. That's good, because I'm not the most Christmassy. Are you still feeling like a Christmas curmudgeon, bud? I don't know. We'll find out at the end. Track number three, Jingle Bells. This again feels like the kid playing the piano in the back room, you know? Yes, for sure. So at this point, because like in our part A, I think TJ, you were calling this an EP and I was like, well, it's a record. But then as we like I was listening to it, I was like, oh, there's a lot of like short instrumentals on here. Mm -hmm. I guess it kind of is an EP. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense that you were calling it it, that. It is really weird. It's like you don't really know where to place it. That's why I I keep calling it a volume because I'm trying to just like use that word as like a third category almost mm-hmm. right because we we will see that like almost across the entire volume of songs we have instrumental traditional tune then original tune with lyrics and more fleshed out and longer and then instrumental tune like interspersed back and forth like that almost the whole thing is that way and i really like that like i feel like it gives Me you too. like here's the familiar thing that you know but like done simply and kind of like more maybe genuinely or like without like a bunch of production and then i'm going to introduce like here's a new song i wrote and it's going to be done my style so like i like that of like balancing the two and then that way you don't feel like and i was like we've all heard jingle bells so many times i'm glad he just went instrumental with it like you don't need to sing jingle bells to me right you don't need a new version of jingle bells but like having yeah like a 30 second someone just playing it on piano super short yeah it does like i said with the first one make it feel like like a Christmas party, like a family mm-hmm. Christmas party. Yeah. And again, the sequencing, like I love that it is like traditional, instrumental, original, traditional, instrumental, original, because then you don't get tired of either, you know? Right. If it had been all these instrumentals back to back, we'd get bored. If it had been all the originals yep. back to back, I think you'd also get a little bored or, or fatigued of that style. 100%. So it keeps things fresh, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. It threw me the first time I was listening to the record, but then I was like, oh, I see what he's doing. Yep. It took me a couple yeah. songs yeah. to realize. And then I kind of got into it. Yeah. Yep. Sweet. All right. That's enough about Jingle Bells. <laughs> Unless, do we have more we want to say about Jingle Bells? That was more no. just about like the, the no, structure of the album in general, too. I know. It made my heart grow just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Three times that day. Not yet. Just Not the yet. Ooh, but just, just the once. once. That's, it has to start we'll see. Once. We'll see if it, it continues. It's probably right. such a mystery. Track number four, Christmas in July. Sweet string intro on this song makes me swoon every single time. Yeah. Warm fuzzies. As someone who's only ever really listened, like the most Sufjan I've listened to is Illinois or Illinois, if you will. 
this feels very like Illinois from like what I remember listening to that record. It's like yep. very Sufjan. Yeah, this came out around the same time as Illinois, so you're gonna see a lot of those those signature moves from that album show up on this one as well. Mm-hmm. I love the jangly guitar line that comes on over the strings and the little rhythmic element. Mm-hmm. Also, I, w- I would love to take a second to talk about the genius of this song musically and lyrically, if I may. I'll allow it. Please. Thank, thank you. Thank you. So this song is called Christmas in July, and I think the major theme of it is like timing, things feeling a little off or a little out of sync, right? Like how how juxtaposed the idea of Christmas in July and I think I, th- I think Sufjan's like reckoning with this idea of like sometimes he doesn't feel in sync with the rest of the world maybe the why or the how of Christmas but also the when like he's using this this allegory of like Christmas in July to to just bring up that he feels kind of out of sorts with Christmas in general and he uses three different time signatures that are very bizarre over the course of this one song to underline the timing thing, how things hmm. can feel a little off kilter, a little weird, a little out of sorts. So I just love that he kind of like throws the gauntlet down of what he's talking about lyrically, and then he supports that with like some really great arrangement and songwriting. That's mm. smart. I love how like the structure and like the theory in the song supports the idea in it. Exactly. What are, do you know the time signatures? So I have a version of them. I don't know if it's right. <laughs> But the first one feels like it's like six eight to two four or four four, depending on how you count it. Which I guess you could also write as ten eight, but it's like ten beats mm. in what feels like an eight bar measure, and then it changes to nine eight. So you've got like three Whoa. sections of three, and then it jumps into this weird like disco break, which is like a two four kind of feeling. So it's all over the map. Oh, I love that random. I said I love the random break. It goes into it two thirty three. Yeah, it's groovy. Feels like a Christmas party in the seventies. Like we sports Christmas. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. <laughs> it's true. And the horns come in. Like I just see some a bunch of people in bell bottoms, and they're like a little past middle <laughs> age, you know, and they're just grooving to this. Just grooving out. Yeah. A lot of I polyester. A lot of shoulder pads. You know. Yeah, dude. Polyester Christmas. Ooh, that's that's the name of your Christmas record if you ever make one. <laughs> For sure. Polyester Christmas. Polyester Christmas. <laughs> that's the best. Um, okay. What you got? I'll tell you guys up front, but before I get into this, I just want to say that I'm gonna be really grumpy <laughs> just about this song, and then I'm gonna get it out of my system. Is that cool with everybody? All right. This so then I get it Christmas off my chest. Yes. Okay. Let's hear it. I love all that context that that you gave TJ. Like that's like super interesting to me intellectually. Yeah. But in practice, listening to it, I fucking hate it. (laughs) (laughs) This song to me was like super indicative of my biggest problems with Sufjan Stevens in general. Uh, Because like on its surface, if you're not really paying attention to it, it does seem like a fun, light, but really interesting, like indie pop song. Mm-hmm. I said, but then I said, I didn't even, I didn't count on what they were. I said, but there's some weird ass time signature changes and I'm thrown <laughs> off kilter. It's super musically interesting. And it is really cool that it does support this, like this thesis of the song. Mm-hmm. It just happens for me to be like a barrier of entry. 
That's like, so interesting. I cannot get past it. It's like it stresses me out. Because you're you always talk about how you get bored in songs because they're too samey, and you your ADD brain needs like something to hook into that changes. Like you need those. Yeah, changes. but this is this so I'm is like surprised to hear that too much. Like I can't, I can't. Okay. Because I also like to groove. You mm. know what I mean? Like I like yeah, to like feel sense. a rhythm, and I can't. I'm I'm just thrown off this entire song. Like and mm. so I can't hook into any melody. I can't hook into any like instrumentation except that. And that just like stresses me out. That's like what the inside of my brain feels like all the time. And I don't need that externalized. Yep. No, that makes sense. Like I said, it's very interesting to me on an intellectual level. Right. But experientially, like you you can't like kind of slip into the song and like enjoy it. Correct. Because you're just like stressed out by it all. Correct. Yeah, but that, makes sense. that being said, spoiler alert, I do really enjoy the rest of this album. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> also, I... I'm going to cut that in the edit. So okay, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cut it out. Yeah, so everyone just thinks I'm an asshole right until the very yep. end. <laughs> well, I, I wondered, you know, even if, like, maybe you can't get, get down with the song sort of vibe-wise, were there any lyrics that stuck out to you? Or I'd put it to you, too, Josh. Like, I think there's some really fun lyrics happening on this song, too. Sort of like... um get behind me santa so i thought we could take yeah a second to i did it yeah i didn't love the lyrics okay Josh, i have what you got? a lyric that i liked give it to me I, I like it for two different reasons here uh the line do what you want to don't even ask us paraguay boston philly damascus, damascus. that was the line that i pointed that i hated <laughs> oh i said i said rhyming don't ask us with damascus is hilarious and it's very funny Paraguay is one so random and also not a city like the other three. So I was like, yep. that's an odd <laughs> choice there. But yeah. what do you think about it, Kylan? Well, that's the thing that drives me crazy is it feels just like a, it feels random in the way Arbitrary. that like 2007 random, like OMG, so random. Like, look at like, me, I'm like a quirky like, indie that was kid. part of your personality. You're like, yeah. I'm so right. random. There's yeah. no it's substantive like reason. Paraguay, I'm so random. Right. Like, yeah. I'm like Natalie Portman in Garden State. Like, it yeah. just, I don't know. Yeah, th- this song just like really bugged me. I'm Fair sorry, enough. y'all. I'm sorry. That's okay. I like the line, uh, I'm not one to regret Christmas in July. Or no, he says, if I missed my chance, I didn't even try. I'm not one to regret Christmas in July. If my timing is bad, like a fish on a bike, would you let me pretend Christmas in July? And the visual of a fish on a bike is just great. Like the fact that they're they're probably going to struggle to pedal, so their timing's going to be bad. They're not going to be able to like develop a rhythm on the pedals. Also, and they can't breathe. Also, they can't breathe. Well, they could a be underwater. Short bike ride on a bike. It could be like an underwater. I've bike. never heard of an underwater bike. Well, just because you never heard of it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Just like Santa Claus, like he's out there. We've never seen him, but he's out there, man. And maybe he's a fish Fuck on me. a bike. Maybe Christmas. he's I don't know, riding man. a bike with his presence <laughs> underwater. No, I just like that line. I thought it was cool. That's very Sufjan. No, <laughs> I overall, I think I did like the song. At one point in one of my writings while I was listening to this record, I was like, this may be my favorite on the record. Oh, cool. So, oh, I think nice. this was one of the ones I liked more. Yeah. Right on. Oh, I also really like the line, open the champagne, party and pensive. Your mother said it's very expensive. Because I think that's sort of Sufjan's MO. Like, that's, if you just, like, summarized him, like, party and pensive. Mm-hmm. Like, he's kind of, he's a little bit of both. And it feels like a, a sort of cornerstone for for his, like, themes, I guess. 
That makes sense. And rhyming pensive with expensive is lazy and also great. Yeah, it's the same Somehow. letters. But it then is. when you pair it with like doing one measure of 10-8 and then a measure of 9-8, <laughs> that's like the most Sufjan Stevens thing imaginable. Right. <laughs> which is why I'm such a sucker for it. I mean, which is why I hate it, which is so, <laughs> so interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry I'm a Christmas grump, y'all. I'm trying. Right. I'm really trying. Sorry your heart didn't grow Keep another up, time man. on this song. Keep it up. Keep trying. Not maybe, on this song. It it's shrunk a little later bit. Later in the record. Oh, no. We'll see. We'll have to get it back. Hope we can. Well, let's move on to track number five. Low, how a rose air blooming. Guys, this is my favorite song on the record. Is it? Well, it... Uh, no, okay, no, 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 I changed it at the last minute. Second favorite song on the record. But it was for a minute. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Cool. I really love it. It's beautiful. I think I needed it. I, I think it, it, like, this is what, what makes it's the like whole I was record. Saying, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, after being so stressed out by Christmas in July, I was like, it Take felt, like, very soothing. It was yes. like, okay, that's over. It's done. It's gonna be okay. And I'm like, oh, yeah. thank God. It's, like, very pretty. Yes, too basic. A lot of these weird time signatures. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. This was the point in the record where I was like realizing what was happening, and I was like, "Oh, but there's like so many instrumentals, so I guess it is kind of more like an EP kind of thing." Mm-hmm. Those are my only notes on it, but yeah, it is a nice reprieve after a lot of the busyness. Yeah. To our point about the sequencing being beneficial, I also think it's like maybe a little on the nose, but I thought it was kind of clever that he says in the song before this party in pensive. And then this next song is like very pensive. It's like somber. It's calming. Mm-hmm. Kind of brings you down a little bit. I thought that was kind of it felt it felt intuitive. Like it feels yeah. like a, a very natural kind of sequencing. That's the thing. I mean, he's a very like like he like I I think Sufjan Stevens gets like sequencing on albums and stuff. Like I think he thinks of it the same way as like scoring a movie. I would hope so. If you're putting 22 songs on a record, right, <laughs> right, you would yeah. think about but sequencing. I, I think he's really right. good at that. I think he's good at like giving those sort of like narrative. Like it feels like like they his albums feel kind of like film scores to Cinematic, films that yes. don't exist. Right, you know what I mean. <laughs> That's well put. That's what he's been doing this whole time. Yeah, I think that, you know, and with how much he's done with, like, orchestral stuff, I think that's, like, mm-hmm. what really interests him. Yep. Is, like, almost like a Philip Glass kind of, like, composing. Yeah. More than anything else. Absolutely. Yeah, but I love that song. It was very pretty. Yeah. And it doesn't overstay its welcome, just like all the rest nope. of the instrumentals. Yep. For sure. So, let's move on to track number six, Jupiter Winter. so it's like ominous i know it's like mysterious but i really like this whole like it, lo-fi it postal service for a second kind of thing yes yeah. the string uh-huh. with the bit crushed drum machine yep. and the like yep. whispery female vocals and like the organy pad kind of stuff yeah behind it. i'm here for it yeah i love it my only other real note on it and because I'll, I'll let you guys 
talk about it more. I thought the strings kind of overtook the mix for me. Mm. Like I loved them in the intro, but then throughout, like I kind of wish that there was a different instrument that was kind of carrying it. Mm. The strings just felt a little too in your face for me. Mm. But that being said, I did really enjoy this song. I love those drums, man. Yeah, they're great. TJ, are the strings like the only instrument on this record that Sufjan doesn't play? Is, it, I, is this another one where he's like playing literally almost everything? He plays a lot of it. I know that okay. he plays a lot of this um, record. Yeah, just like a lot of his stuff. But I don't know. I can't say for sure that the strings are the only thing he doesn't play. Yeah, I would have to check. I think also the horns, I think, are like Karm, um, which is a group that he's been connected okay. to for a while. he plays like trumpet, right? I think he he will play brass. Okay. I don't know. But so not if you hear horns, it... May it may or may not be, be him. him. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Oh, God. have we gotten to either of y'all's favorite songs? Mm. I think so. I think mine. I think I'm landing on. I don't know. I'm torn between "Get Behind Me, Santa" or "Christmas in July." Okay. Nice. So I'm between those two. <laughs> I have three favorites. <laughs> <laughs> In classic TJ form, I'm taking exception with ranking things, <laughs> but this is one of them. Yeah. This cool. is this is in my top three. I didn't have a lot of notes on this song, uh, but it did remind me of Jacksonville on Illinois, mm-hmm. which like back at the time when I was listening to Illinois, I did really like that song a lot, but I was like, I don't really care for this one, though. <laughs> mm. <laughs> this was one I wasn't really into. What do you think it was about it that, that you had trouble engaging with it, or, or what about well, it like, made it hard to... I don't want to play my hand too early, but it's not christmasy enough for me for what i'm like wanting out of like a christmas record like it's not enough very bells. much it's very much a sufjan record mm, but yeah. it's not enough of a christmas so like it just doesn't conjure in me like that familiar feeling of like oh it's christmas time it's the end of the year there's like you like remember things back like the things that you'll hear stuff and you like you remember something from your childhood like there's not other than like the instrumentals the main songs on this don't have that happening very much, hmm. which is what I'm wanting from like a Christmas. Christmas, like, yeah. You I'm want more, to like I'm more basic than level. like I'm going for alternative Christmas. Like I'm not like that kind of guy. I'm like mm. I like traditional kind of like traditional. yeah. Although yeah, this might be my... like like to me, this reminds me of like spooky dickens christmas definitely you know what I, this is like it's, ghost yeah, yeah, of christmas future yes it's like scary like back when christmas was scary because like cholera was gonna kill your family or something like in the I'm, winter <laughs> yeah but that makes it's sense, too Josh. traditional like that's like probably why <laughs> before we pretty things up <laughs> <laughs> yeah before it was mariah carey exactly in a Christmas outfit. To your point about it being kind of spooky Christmas, Kyle and I, I like lyrically what's happening in the song because I don't totally understand it, but it's sort of, it hits me on this like emotive kind of um, mystical transrational level because he, right, the song's called Jupiter Winter and he starts out singing about Father Christmas, which could be, you know, Santa Claus, whatever. But I also wonder if it's like his acknowledgement of like, god you know like the christian god or like jesus as you know like a a a saintly figure and then he talks about mother mary so he's bringing in like a a feminine aspect of like deity or you know the christmas the christian tradition but then he he like 
kind of turns a corner and he decides to then invoke like this stuff from like the pagan tradition, like Roman ideas right. of like Jupiter and Regulus was like a, I think a general in the Roman army or something, a big character. And then like, there's some other, there's some other words that he mentions that, that feel very kind of like pagan or sort of, um, Casperus prism. Yeah. It's almost, yeah. It's like psychedelic stuff. And so he's, he's sort of blending all this imagery, but there is, you know, the connection you could make between like the Magi following a star to the baby Jesus. It was like some scholars would would conjecture that it was like a um, what what is it called when like two planets align? Um, there's a word for it. But anyway, it's 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 Jupiter and Saturn aligning or Jupiter and Venus was another theory. So but Jupiter is sort of the crux for that. And I think I think that's what's happening. He's trying to use this imagery of like the night sky in wintertime and the star that the Magi were, were following, but how we use like Roman words for like Roman deities for the heavenly bodies. So like it was just so much imagery for me. This makes that so I much could, sense like, why you hook love into this, <laughs> and I was <laughs> this just makes like so much sense to me. And it and it's and it worked for me on this level of like cause it it kinda it hit me in the at the right time where I was still very, you know, like I was like I was enjoying those traditional Christmas elements that you were talking about, Josh. But it also was like a time where I was starting to start to open myself up to like other ways that you could experience a holiday or like other ways that you could think about, you know, like religious figures. And I was just like, it hit me in the sad boy heart at the right time, you know, like it's a weird one. I just had the thought that like I don't know, maybe there's like a give or take a year or two here, but in the December. There's TJ listening to this, thinking about like planetary alignment, Regulus, <laughs> like S- Mother Mary, Jupiter, Casper's all this stuff. Prism. And then there's Josh, who's like, "Man, August Burns Red does such cool <laughs> Christmas music when they're like in drop C, chug chug chug." Like it was fucking chestnuts roasting on an open fire. <laughs> like I was yes, all into those chestnuts. I was all into ABR Christmas songs <laughs> at the same time that you were listening to like Sufjan Christmas songs, thinking I about love all it. this. <laughs> I love it. That is really fun. I can yeah. get down with some some metal Christmas. Don't get me wrong. Th- those are fun, but too. I love it. Josh doesn't like it because there's not enough chestnuts. And TJ will automatically love any song that has the line Casperus Prism. <laughs> <laughs> like, if we're going redu- to be reductive about it. <laughs> you got me, man. Like, that uh, kind of is you in a nutshell, in a chestnut shell, oh, if you will. That's a pun. Got me. Uh, all right. Nicely done. Well, let's move on to the next track. Oh, it's sister track, oh, yeah. you could say. It's Ooh. sister track, indeed. Track number 753, <laughs> Sister Winter. What track is it? Seven? Seven. Seven. Yeah, you're right. I was close. For the most part. This is the kind of Sufjan song I like. Same. Really simple. Yeah, where I struggled to like Jupiter Winter, I do really like Sister Winter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go on. I still feel like it's not like super Christmassy, but like mm-hmm. I do know like he talks about stuff and like all my friends and my, so you get the, like the camaraderie kind of like friends and family aspect mm-hmm. of like that part of the season. So, but most of my notes for this song I are towards the end of the song. Because um, there's a there's a 
a big build that is really satisfying mm-hmm. and I like when it gets bigger and specifically when the electric comes in at 225 and it brings some nice energy and I don't think it changes like how the chords are but it feels like it's like bringing it to a major kind of tonality mm-hmm. even though I don't think the chords change maybe like there's like some inversions happening that give you that uplifting sense mm-hmm. but and yeah, towards the end is where yeah yeah i really like the build and the ending and the injury and yeah it how it all comes together. up like it lifts totally kai dog you said you like this one yeah this once again feel it feels like it belongs on the score of like a. oh that's funny because i actually wrote this note for a different song <laughs> <laughs> feels like it belongs on the soundtrack of a mid-2000s indie dramedy <laughs> yep like Little Miss Sunshine or something Wallflower. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. I like it though. It's pleasant. Yeah. I I've covered this song a number of times. Exclusively in Christmas time or any other or during the year too. Yeah, mostly as just like a little like I I it's very unoriginal of me, but I took a page out of his book and I would cover this song and like send it to friends. Nice. If you know I feel like that's a compliment. I feel like yeah. if you heard that, he'd be like, that's the idea. Yeah. Yeah, kind of carrying on his his little musical yeah. legacy. Yeah, I love this song too, in, in that classic Sufjan sense that you're talking about. It starts at one, you know, like real quiet, mm-hmm. real, real small. And then it just has a, a real linear build where it just keeps going, goes up to two, yep. three, four, five, six, seven, and then by the end of the song we're at an eleven, and it's like just a party. And the lyrics reflect that, right? Because he's he's talking about being really lonely and being kind of depressed and, and asking, like, I should be satisfied. What's wrong with me? Why can't I be happy? I should be able to be in the spirit of the season. But then, you know, where the chorus at the beginning is, my heart is returned to Sister Winter. My heart is cold as ice. He flips it. Uh, or he says, my friends, I'm sorry that my, that my heart is returned to Sister Winter. He flips it and he says, and my friends, I've returned to wish you all the best. So he's, he was kind of pulling himself out of his own depression, I think, by finding that like connection with, like you said, Josh, like that feeling of family and friendship and connection at the end. I love it. I think it's a cool arc for a song. Musically, it reflects that too. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, TJ, that these are the only two original songs, not separated by a traditional instrumental song. I thought that too. Yeah. 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 And like you said, it's almost like they're sisters, songs to each other like mm-hmm. or pairs almost yeah and i love the drum fills like yeah it's very like it's like police almost or uh-huh oh that's a good <laughs> genesis <answer>. or something <laughs> yeah no i just imagine like it being 2005 and i see like paul dano in slow motion <laughs> running down a highway while this song plays <laughs> like, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Right, uh, like Mary Elizabeth Winstead is there sitting in a diner or something, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they just kiss. Right, it's right like what other end. what other mid two thousands indie tropes can I add in there? There's a weird <laughs> little kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I loved so this good. song. It was good. Loved yeah. is strong. I enjoyed listening to this song. <laughs> nice. Immediately <laughs> redacts. <laughs> I would love our our jammers out there to weigh in if we can include. I'll find the SoundCloud link to to one of the versions of a cover of this song that I did. Yeah, and I want to know whose is better. Oh, heck yeah! Let's hear it, listeners. Like, is is Sufjan's version or mine better? 
You're going to ask people it's if... It's going to be Sufjan's. If, yeah, okay. Maybe maybe somebody will All disagree right, with me. All right. All maybe right. they'll think my version's better. Hey, that is a know. strategy. <laughs> Tell you what. All right, guys. Let's move on to track number eight. Oh, come, oh, come. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. This is my favorite instrumental. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, I like it a lot. Is it because of the interesting inversions? It could possibly be. This is also like, I mean, other than Jingle Bells, but I think we're all over Jingle Bells. Like, this is the one I'm the most familiar with. Mm -hmm. So maybe that is why. Maybe it's a pretty simple reason for that. But I could take the nice, smart answer and be like, yes, the inversions are what really resonated with me. (laughs) I wrote, this just reminded me of church. Like straight up old school Baptist church with like plush red carpet, the really hard pews. It's like Christmas Eve. It's like dark everywhere. Everything's candle lit. And you know, there's like an old lady playing the piano and you're just like, you're waiting to go home so you can go to sleep to like open your presents. You yeah, know what the, I mean? Like the, it's candlelight service and the wax on the candles starting to melt. Yeah. On your like, like more so than the other instrumentals. I don't know what it was. Maybe because... Kind of like Josh said, like I was more familiar with this mm-hmm. song. Well, and this is very like this is the one that's going to be in like your church on like, yeah. Christmas Eve. Like you're going to hear it. Oh, so. yeah. I had like a crazy sense memory listening to that of like having to wear a tie at a Christmas Eve service and just being like, okay, okay super okay, uncomfortable. Okay, time. I'm just like, okay, just okay, okay. I'm like ready to get it. But I loved it. Like listening to it now, like getting that sense memory. Like yeah. I don't like I don't have that same feeling listening to it. Does that make sense? Right. Like, right. It just reminded me of this very nostalgic, classic, uh, like middle class early nineties Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Totally relate to that. It's very like regal. It's kind of like a regal sounding arrangement, even though it's like pretty sparse because it's just piano, obviously. Yeah. That's probably what reminded me of church the most too. Like. Mm-hmm. It's really simple, but it feels, it doesn't feel big in the way of like big epic sound, but big in the way of like you're in a big room listening Mm. to like an upright piano. Right. Yep. Exactly. That's cool. So let's do track number nine, Star of Wonder. I love the transition from Okama yes, Emmanuel. I love this. that transition. Best Perfect. transition on the record. For yeah, sure. Agreed. So I said I have three favorite songs on this collection of songs. It's Jupiter Winter, mm-hmm. Sister Winter, and this Star of Wonder. TJ, this is a seven minute song. It counts as three songs. So Got it. this so is I your favorite one now. Favorite oh, songs. Okay. <laughs> this is the one that I originally wrote the note. This belongs on the soundtrack from mid two thousands indie dramedy. Definitely. This is like very Devotchka. Oh yeah, uh-huh. I totally know what that means. Devotchka, uh-huh. they're they're <laughs> they did uh-huh. agree. That's probably probably why I'm thinking like why I've mentioned Paul Dano and also they did the soundtrack for Little Miss Sunshine. Sunshine, yeah. So. Um, 
Nice. This feels I very love the synth. like theatrical. Yeah, the synth is great. This was the song I used in the Silent Night, Deadly Night. You mean trailer. Sufjan Night? <laughs> Sufjan Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> it's like it is long. You're right, Josh. And I think I I still even now having heard this song a lot of times. Uh, don't mind how long it is because I feel like it takes you on a journey. It feels like the climactic moment of the album, if we want to call it that, both like musically and thematically. I'd agree to that. I've got this weird sort of um, interpretation of the of the song. It's Sufjan piloting a psychedelic spaceship that's powered by Christmas spirit, and we're along for the ride. That's fucking crazy. Isn't that cool? <laughs> I'm sure there's a comic for that too. Probably. Maybe I'll make one. There you go. But this this instrumental part with the weird synth and all that, we're flying mm-hmm. past the stars. We're like in light speed and we're like passing planets and stars and the joys and sorrows of the past year. And we're just like in retrospective, you know, we're, we're, we're flying past it all. But we're still kind of conflicted about the Christmas spirit. We're like, we're like, are we going to make it to our destination? Do we have enough spirit to get us there? And we don't know. But we watch Sufjan and he's piloting and we're like trusting him. We're just going on the journey with him. We're just like, where are you going to take us, man? Are we going to get there? I don't know, man. Does he kind of ask that question in every song of like struggling to get into the Christmas spirit? That seems like a recurring theme. Huge theme across this whole album. And even in this song, he's wrestling with like, you know, he says that I call you from the comet's cradle. I found you trembling by yourself Uh, when the night falls lightly on your right wing shoulder wonderful know-it-all slightly where the night gets colder and it's like he's singing to himself almost like he's like trying to console himself or ask himself if he's okay and like checking in almost and then he says like oh conscience where will you carry me i found you star of terrifying effigies so he's like wrestling with the christmas story almost like the christmas star he's like is that a good thing or is it terrifying when the night falls i carry myself to the fortress i think he's talking about a church like this idea of a fortress, like church as a fortress, um, as opposed to like a sanctuary or a refuge. I think that word choice is very intentional. So he's really wrestling with it. But then here, kind of in the middle section, it's like it opens up a little bit, as we've noticed that he does with a lot of the songs. And it gets a little more hopeful, a little more like optimistic. And he's looking out, he's seeing the stars, he's feeling a little more maybe connected to his tradition or his beliefs and i think there is some optimism in it ultimately you know that seems to be the recurring theme though because like in all of the songs it seems like at some point in the song he does find his christmas spirit it's yeah. never like well that didn't work kind of thing yeah which is, it's nice. he's not defeatist <laughs> about it he does wrestle yeah. but he ultimately does find that hope and that like solace which i think whether is really he's cool. finding it in the North Pole with Santa or the Christmas curmudgeon or he's finding it in a spaceship going past Christmas planets or... Or a fish on a bike. Or in Jupiter with a fish on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> Get behind me, Santa. <laughs> so good. I love that. This was a long song. I'm, and I don't I don't know where to like... I don't not like it and I'm not like crazy about it. So I'm like right in the middle. Uh, so my note here isn't like like a mark against it but i was like i see the stars part starts at 312 and goes till 632 so it's three minutes and like 20 seconds of the same thing yeah which is that building kind of thing yeah like that we they're talked adding about. parts that, and taking yeah and that, like that's the part in 
uh, Sister Winter that I really liked. So I was like, right. I can get behind doing something for a really long time. Like, I don't mind that necessarily. Right. But I was like, that's, that's a long time for that. Yeah, it is. He does start, he adds that, yeah, there's the, I see the stars coming down there to the yard. I see the stars calling out there to my heart. And then he adds a top line, which is these days, days, days run away like horses over the hills, which, fun fact, is a Charles Bukowski poetry book. And he's hmm. he's referencing wow. Bukowski. Um, and I think it's him finally landing when he adds that refrain. Because that, that other part has been going for so long. You're right, Josh. Like, it's like almost tired at that point. But he adds that top line, and it's almost like he's looking back and sort of honoring where he came from. He's like, the past is there. The days are running away from me, but I see them. And he's like standing out in the yard, seeing the stars. He's thinking about his present and his future. He's kind of wrestling with it all. But I think ultimately he lands in a place of peace. Oh, Ooh. I get it. The name of the record. Okay, I just figured out while we're t- while you were talking, because uh, like I said, I didn't know where I landed with this, but I think this may be telling is that I do really like the instrumental outro. And the fact that I mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. outro at the end of a seven minute song, I think even after the three minutes of that repeated, I see the stars like refrain part. So like I still have the patience for when that outro happens to mm, be like, yeah. Oh, I like this. I'm glad that it didn't just, I wasn't ready to be like, get the song over with. Like, right. So maybe that shows that I fall more on the like side of it. Yeah. It kind of needed I'm figuring that this crescendo. out as we yeah. talk. Yeah. Nice. Real time processing. I like the piano. It's so pretty. Yeah, the good. Isn't it? Yeah. I like the drums too. My favorite mm-hmm. drums on the record. Guys, there was no sweet, sweet bass on this record. There's no. No sweet, sweet bass. There is a lack of there's sweet, like sweet bass. There's like no sweet, there's no low end at all on That's this record. That's what I said in Get True. Bunny's Hand. Yeah. True. Where's the low end? It is lack uh, of The Christmas end. curmudgeon took the low end. That's it. And he still ran it. off with it. Yep. Like the Christmas roast Man, beast. Man, he got injustice for all <laughs> on this record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, let's move on to track number 10. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, early in the morning our song shall rise to thee. Holy, holy moly. So on a scale of one to ten, how genuinely surprised would the two of y'all be to find out that this is my favorite song on this record. <laughs> very. Honestly, Based on Josh's face, I would say like an eight. Honestly, I'm not. Very surprised. I'm not surprised by that. Really? Yes, because you've had so many moments in the history of our podcast where there are these quiet, introspective songs that are your favorite. They Those moments that have happened in previous episodes have surprised me, but I've learned that... You figured me this, out now. Yeah, you have this side of you that that uh, really appreciates that, like that kind of introspective, somber stuff. Like you, if it hits you in the right way, then it just works. And the same thing happened for me on this song. So, like, I guess subjectively, like I'm a little biased because, like, I also had a cool experience with this song, just touching down for a really beautiful landing for me. Like listening yeah. to this album again. And so I well okay I, I get so it. so that that's something really interesting I feel like maybe we could we could talk about like TJ based on where you and I both are spiritually and like mm-hmm. in terms of like 
religion mm-hmm. and religious tradition. Mm-hmm. The fact that this song resonated with with both of us in this it's way. It's pretty wild, I isn't find, it? I find really fascinating. Yeah. But this song was like, yeah, because this is like, this is a song I've I've known my entire life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's such a classic old hymn. But this version was like such a good balance of something I was familiar with with like an interesting take on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, you know, going back to like Sister Winter, like this is the the kind of Sufjan song that I really like. Right. Like very simple, pretty lo-fi. Quiet and breathy. He does more interesting things with <laughs> yeah. his voice than anything else. Because I feel like a lot of yes, times he, he can... Does. He can get washed out because he's trying so many weird, interesting things. Lots of layers uh, with his arrangements and, yes. and stuff. Right. Super simple arrangement. Let his voice do the interesting things, and I do really connect with that. This is just a great hymn, too, man. Mm-hmm. And I think he just his performance of it is so raw and like tender. I think I think it's like mm-hmm. really, really earnest, and I think that's why it connects with me because it's like you know, without saying anything uh, negative about any person or any you know, establishment, I just think sometimes music can have an agenda. Sometimes. I'll just keep it at that. And this song doesn't feel, this version of this song does not feel like there's any agenda. It feels, it feels really earnest. pure. Which, okay, I, yeah, okay, so kind of like Josh was on the last song, I think I'm kind of processing in real time. Mm-hmm. I think part of what really connected for me, I mean, and and we talked about this a little bit on our favorite albums of the year episode. The thing that really connects with me musically is like a sense of like earnestness and like real emotionality. And so much of Sufjan's stuff, even if it's really interesting, feels really cerebral and heady to me. Uh, And I don't go to music to get that fix. Mm. Like I'll watch like very like cold cerebral movies. Right. Uh, Like that's where, where I'll kind of... Yeah, go to scratch that itch. But for music, I do want like a warm sort of like earnestness, and to really feel like the you want it to get that... you in the feels. Yeah, yeah. And Sufjan doesn't do that for me, honestly. Mm. Like the majority of Sufjan Stevens' discography doesn't. But this, it it just like yeah, it really felt like. I mean, the fact that he put like this hymn on like a Christmas album too, it just like it kind of spoke. Uh, on a little bit of a deeper level for me. And yeah. I just like, yeah, I really connected with it. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Very well. Oh, so, yeah. My favorite well song on the record, which is wild. That <laughs> is wild. I love no, it. No, I, I, I get it though. Like, I was right. I said, wow, a traditional Christmas song, but not instrumental. But I think this is the perfect place for it. Yes. Like, I don't even consider that's the thing though. I don't even consider this a Christmas. Song. Uh, I guess it's not a Christmas song. Yeah, it's just, it's a just hymn. like it's yeah. just an old hymn. It's kind of vague. yeah. You're like, right. It's not really necessarily Christmassy. You're right. It's not. It's you not. can you but can sort of fit. it I was just into... expecting it to be an instrumental arrangement because that's what he'd been doing this whole record. But right, then he switches right. it up on the second to last track, and I love that. I thought it was the perfect place for it, and yep. like yeah, I agree with everything that you're saying, Kylan. Of like how it comes across and everything that he does, and I don't know if it's does this way in the original version, but I really like how he repeats the God in three persons part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because in the versions that I'm familiar with, I don't think he repeats. It's that. just the so ones. Yeah, yeah. So I like that he goes back to it, and it's kind of like it takes a second to breathe, and then he like does it again, and then he does it again. Like that part, I just like yep. I really like. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was super cool. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Whoa. 
Kylan coming in with the second to last track, favorite track. And like an old <laughs> hymn. Like what yes. what what is happening? Yeah. It's a Christmas miracle. It's a miracle, <laughs> y'all. Okay, so let's move on, guys. We're on the last track. Let's do it to it. We did it. Track number 11, The Winter Solstice. So dreamy. Mm-hmm. So here again, he's like evoking different imagery. It's not yeah. like solstice is not a Christian idea, you know, necessarily. But like to me, it still feels very holiday. It feels very Christmas. Like I guess the fact that it's like what is it, xylophone, marimba? What's what's happening there? One of those, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Something about that feels almost yeah, kind of that cinematic and like seasonal feeling i don't know it's very like ethereal for sure it's vibey i like the bookend aspect of starting the record with instrumental song and ending with an instrumental song like i could see that maybe putting holy 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 as the last song would make sense and would end on like a really strong note but i do like the bookend uh like mirror effect you get of like start and end with an instrumental I didn't have much to say on this one. I was like, I thought it could be maybe be a little shorter, mm. like kind of like the other instrumentals were. Yeah. But then I got into some stats because I was like, okay, this album or album EP, whatever you want to call it, is 35 minutes, 51 seconds. Mm. If you take out all the instrumentals with just the six songs, it's 27 minutes. It's right at 27 minutes long. But then if you My put all the songs back in, <laughs> Star of Wonder itself is 20% of the entire runtime of this record. <laughs> right, yeah. That makes sense. That's wild. Not yep. a surprise. <laughs> I like that he brings back that psychedelic synth again to kind of close out. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Uh, it kind of ties back to that earlier song. I like the marimba. It feels very like Caribbean and like yeah, summery, kinda. which is like it feels like the end of winter. Mm, you know what I mean? Like if you're thinking about it in that Christmas like... In July. Yeah, right. exactly. But if right. you're thinking of that, like the narrative cinematic kind of thing, sure. it's like if it's been a long, cold, dark winter, it's like, oh, the first, you know, the buds the of spring. first day and like the end of February, uh-huh. almost it's like the sun's kind of coming out. Uh, I like yeah. it. I do agree I with like Josh. That. I think it was a little too long, but I like the idea of it and it sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, we did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. We listened to all of... Peace, right? Peace. It's called Peace. Songs for Christmas, Volume Songs 5. Songs for Christmas, Christmas. Peace. Volume 5. Peace. Peace by Sufjan Stevens. So, what's the deal, y'all? Flop or bop? Are we Christmas curmudgeons? Or are we <laughs> Are we going to join the pantheon of Tonys and give this a Christmas bop? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Tonys. Good callback, man. Well done. Thanks. I waited all of part B. You did. Which is... So much discretion. payoff. Yes. I know. Good I job. know. Good job, bud. Oh, the Tonys. Uh, I'll go first. Okay. All right. And then Josh, and then TJ. Okay. All right. I like that order. Okay. So, as we all know, I am traditionally a Christmas grump, Humble. a Grinch, a Scrooge, bah. Uh. What are other a uh, Satan? What are other things <laughs> that don't like Christmas? Um, <laughs> a Bill, a Bill Murray, 
Uh, what else doesn't like Christmas? Uh, Jack Frost. A Jack Frost. The heat miser. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's got. I gotta have one more. One more to round it out. Uh, Who's the bad guy? In abominable Frosty? Snowman. Oh, oh yeah. that's it. Stuck yes. on landing. Nice. Uh, so TJ, you brought us this record. Did. I know that you really love it. Yeah. I mean, no. And what? And I know that. <laughs> well, that's that's why. I mean, we because we had some consideration of what our Christmas album was going to be. And I think your big selling point was like, hey, it's not like a like traditional Christmas record. Right. You know, where you're going to get Joy to the World, Oh Come All Ye Faithful, like all the like the same five Christmas songs. And just like jazz. Um, right, right. I love jazz. Don't get um, me wrong. But there's a lot of jazz in Christmas music. Yeah. Kind of tired. So, okay. I, as I've discussed quite a bit, I'm not the biggest Sufjan Stevens fan. I like it. I get it intellectually. It yeah. does not connect with me emotionally, mostly. That being said, I think I'm going to give this a Christmas bop. Oh, oh yeah. Christmas is saved. We Barely. By the skin of its teeth. Ooh, by the skin by of the its Christmas skin stocking. of its chrysanthemum by the skin. Its or what was it? What was antlers. the line? <laughs> uh, Casperus prism. Casperus prism. <laughs> My skin of its Casperus prism. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed it. Nice. That's I wish awesome, there was man. more sweet, sweet days. I, yeah, I enjoyed it. No, I honestly, Full man, stop. That, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, TJ, like, like you couldn't expect much more from me, no, right? Like, no. <laughs> this was honestly, that, that makes my day. That really warms okay. my heart. I don't know about your heart, if it's grown sizes, but mine, just hearing it's that. It's grown two sizes. All right. Well, I'll, I'll grab another five for all three of us. My heart's about to just explode out of my chest. Well, you already gave it 25 thumbs or whatever. So. <laughs> yeah, I did. And thumbs on the one song, too. On the one song. On the one, yeah, song. one song. No, but I'm really, I'm really, I love hearing that, man. I'm, I'm pleasantly TJ, surprised. This, and this. listeners out there, if you haven't listened to our Amy Grant episode, this is the second time Kylan has been won over for a Christmas bop. I know. That's true. Maybe I like Christmas more than I think. Who knows? Maybe it's all a bit. It's just a gimmick. Just to everything would be all some a bit. drama Who knows? to the show. I think you. No, just I really like do have being. I really do have Christmas uh, um, positive about things. You like to have a little. I don't know. You like to have a little edge, but you're like no. I mean, I, I've legitimately got like Christmas trauma, which we've talked about. <laughs> yes, that's true. But yeah, having a kid has like softened me up to a lot of Christmas yeah. type things. That's so. It. Yeah, it was, it was all right. It was good. It was Bob. And... <laughs> hey, man, careful. Don't have too much spirit. Dial it back. Yeah, I have just the right amount of spirit, I think, for yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was interesting to listen to. Uh, I'll good. probably do it again. There you go. I'll probably listen to it next Christmas. There you go. I love that. Um, all right, Josh, what about you? All right. I, much like you, was right on the line where mm. I was like, which way am I going to land on this? Like, it could go either way. Like, do I bop it just because it's Christmas for the sake of Christmas? Or do I Christmas curmudgeon it and flop it? Flop it. Not enough chestnuts. <laughs> Not enough chestnuts. <laughs> Not enough Not double enough bass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no dropsy tunings and no double bass. What are they doing? Come on, Sufjan, listen to ABR. Get with it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, like I kind of mentioned, 
none of this feels very Christmassy. And like we, like I said, I do like that. Like I want to hear those familiar sounds and like you want like Andy Williams, and, Bing Crosby Christmas. Yeah, love me some Bing Crosby. Yes, exactly. I do. So like that's what I'm looking for for Christmas stuff. And I I was like, this feels like the perfect Christmas record for people who don't like Christmas music. Mm. But unfortunately, it doesn't love feel Christmas like music. the perfect Sufjan record for people who don't like Sufjan. And I mm. think that's still oh. where I'm falling with this. Huh. And and this is one of those things like I don't know. Like I don't want to be like if you're on a music podcast, I feel like to maintain critical edge, I have to be like, of course I like Sufjan. Like, and <laughs> it's not to say anything against him. And I was trying to think of something to compare it to. And right before I saw someone post about a early Modest Mouse song, and I'm like, mm. Sufjan is like pre good news for people who love bad news. Modest Mouse, I can't get into. It's not for really? me. Really? I oh. respect it. I've tried with Moon in Antarctica. But like I, I can't get into it. But really? I, I'm not gonna say I don't like it in that it's bad. I know other people love it and it's for them and that's great. It's just not for me. And I think that's still where I am with Sufjan. Interesting. So I did enjoy the journey and learning about more of his music and how he like you were. And I think kind of I think you summed it up for me a little bit with saying like how heady it is and how like. I don't know if I'm trying to get that in music. Like as I've well. never, yeah, I've never thought about anything half as much as Sufjan has thought about everything. Like, well, in just everything, the, in, <laughs> yeah. in, in, in every part of like his package. Like we talked about, like he has so many tracks, and he like puts in like this is the honky tonk Christmas choir, and he puts in a cartoon and chord charts, and like he everything is to the nines. So it's mm-hmm. like he's thinking about every little part of it and going full out as much as he can which is awesome like that's cool but yeah it's just not totally for me so i'm not trying to disparage anything but i unfortunately as someone who like really wanted to be like it's christmas bops all around i think i'm gonna have to flop this guys interesting all right all right so the 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 grinch title has been uh bestowed upon josh (laughs) this year 2022, I am the Christmas curmudgeon. You're you're the (laughs) official CJ and Christmas curmudgeon. I'll be on Mount Crumpet until our Christmas episode next year, and we'll see who (laughs) who joins me and I go down to Whoville and who goes up to Mount Crumpet. Here's the thing is is next year we'll do like Toby Mac Christmas, so then TJ will be the Christmas curmudgeon. (laughs) Perfect. We're just going to rotate. We'll just rotate. It's great. Love it. But maybe a miracle will happen that year too. Who knows? Anything can happen. Well, I appreciate uh, you guys going on the journey with me. I know I brought this album uh, to the fold here for for our Christmas episode, and I'm grateful to both of you for uh, listening through to this album, for for chatting about it, for humoring me in my silly uh, performance of a really ridiculous comic story time. And I... You guys sat through my edit of the Sifion Night Deadly Night trailer, so... (laughs) That's true. So we're here for man. <laughs> Just constantly humoring each other. But no, I really, I really appreciate it. And um, you know, obviously y'all y'all know that this is a special one for me. So, you know, I think I really think about all this Christmas music that, that Sufjan has made as a giant gift for anyone that is in a any sort of season of like 
questioning or wrestling with things or or just having doubt or conflict in them and still wanting to be silly still still wanting to celebrate and like have fun and find joy in in weird holiday moments and you know even like times where you burn the turkey like i think he he's making music for those of us that are curmudgeons or maybe just uh have a lot of you know weird christmas trauma or baggage like but still want to have a good holiday time so i have to bop this album hard it's you know it's like this perfect combination of iterations of old standards that work really well quiet moments of mystery silly psychedelia quirky playful lyricism scrappy folk party jams joy mystical wonder a little bit of angst and a lot of awe and above all peace hey Ow. did you just describe lawn frayers uh Sifian stevens christmas album or the sooth album mystic mirror all of those adjectives Shoot. i feel can apply to all of your music well that's me guys i'll see you later <laughs> <laughs> that's good scrappy party jams <laughs> like, the one thing yeah. i did want to mention is that like okay for me i think because we're in, we're recording this we're still like getting into the christmas season i feel like this record probably is like the perfect record for like way late into the christmas season like after you've already been barraged with burnt Christmas music with and burnt out, like, like mm-hmm. yeah, like, I'm, I'm not at that part yet. I'm like, I'm ready to jump into oh, all yeah, this you're stuff, just watch the movies, up. all this stuff. I'm geared up for it. This is like the the come down and like the, what you need to like, when December 22nd, 23rd hits and you're like, it's Christmas in two days, but like, I am tired of it now. Like, this is the record that maybe brings you up. So maybe in late December, I'll feel differently about it. But Will you go back and re-record your... Your flopper bop, uh, yeah. We'll assessment. see. Maybe, maybe that's where this <laughs> record, kidding. like, maybe that's where this record lives. Is like right in like yeah. the the hours before Christmas. The we. I will say, I am glad that TJ night. brought this to our attention because I never because, like most of Sufjan Stevens' stuff, like the songs for Christmas feels incredibly overwhelming. I have no idea where to start totally. with like anything that he does. It's- Massive. So I do appreciate you bringing this to our attention because I can almost guarantee you I would most likely go the rest of my life not listening to this. Right. <laughs> so, you know, there's something to be said for that. Yeah. And I appreciate that Christmas gift that you And you put us me. right in the middle too. I feel like that's then you can yeah. like kind of break it up and go, okay, do I go four or do I go six? Like right. you can kind of go yeah, from yeah. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I appreciate it. Well, guys, I think we did it. So Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To all of our uh, jammers and the four Tonys, from all of us at CJN, peace. May all your favorite bands stay together. Out, Montrose. Peace.